On your best mix of music, 98.4, Capital FM. And actually, we're talking about, and what we will be talking about for the rest of the hour, is you should be touching this. We, uh, no, I mean, it's true. The topic. No, actually bits okay. of your body oh, there you looking go. for lungs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> the coffee's checking in. Yeah, that's good. That was a but nice one, yeah. No, but I feel like, I feel like um, even though my mum has had cancer, she had a, a mastectomy, I come from a family of three girls. Have any of us done any of our checks, our self-checks, our self-breast exams? What's the Not answer? even one of I, us. I'm actually pushing. My mum uh, was uh, one of four sisters. Uh. And the th- my mum passed away in March of cancer, as many know. Uh, and I am actively pushing the other three aunties to go and get checked. And they're still not doing they're it, They're still right? not doing it. So we have, of, of course, your best mix of music, your best mix of conversation. We have a very special guest in studio with us, uh, Dr. Alfred Karagu, who is going to be the expert in the room. Uh, welcome to Capital FM, Dr. Karagu. Thank you for having me. Of course. And good morning to our, all our listeners. Yeah, great to have you with us. Uh, and I think we get straight into it. I think we get straight into uh, Davina's very poignant observation in the last hour, which was, is it just us or is cancer more prevalent now than it's ever been? Or is it because you hit a certain age, moms, aunties, sisters, friends, we're getting, we, we're seeing more and more people, you know, because of the age group, because of the conversations we're having, is it just because we're more aware of what cancer is? Is there a huge increase in cancer or is it just because we've just hit an age where we're talking about it? I would say it's a mix of both. Uh, definitely there's an increase in the number of cases and that's not just for us as a country, it's world over. We are seeing probably almost, uh, uh, you know, doubling of cases. In fact, we, you know, we envision that if um, we don't do enough, our current situation will probably even double by the year 2040. So, so generally, uh, we are observing uh, an overall increase in the number of cases. But the, you raise an important point about our capability, our capacity to detect, our, our awareness levels and, and our cap- capability to detect uh, cancers generally. So w- I would say it's a mix of both. Uh, probably why we see uh, a higher number of cases, one of the risk factors, major risk factors for cancer is advancing age. So uh, the more you advance in age, the higher your likelihood or higher your risk of getting uh, cancer. Now we realize that as a developing country, we have had successes in managing conditions that would otherwise have that previously lessened our life expectancy. The likes of infectious diseases, your likes of HIV, your malaria. Mm, so people so are getting older. <laughs> more people are living longer. I see. Yes, that's why, yes, and better, you know, we have we have had, uh, you know, control of things like, you know, maternal mortality, so you're having more people living, uh, you know, uh, living longer. So that's one, that's one element. It's interesting you yes, say that. Yes. Yeah, that. That is interesting. So the, the longer the lifespan, yes. the higher the chance of cancer. G- generally. But that does not mean that even the, the the cancer in the in the uh, you know in the younger population is not, is not being seen. We we are still seeing cases among the you know younger population. So then that the, so other factors then come in. Uh, critical factors because of the part of the world that we live in uh, are infectious causes. So there are particular you know uh, infections that have been highly associated with you know uh, cancer causation. One of which is HIV. So, again, the more uh, f- uh, when for HIV-infected persons, they are more 
you know are prone to getting things like cervical cancer certain you know certain lymphomas you know different ty- types of cancers so that, that's that's another element to it um and definitely the third element is our change in lifestyle i think our lifestyle you know in the past 20 years has had a huge transformation in terms of uh you know the 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 food we eat to start with how we grow that food because there are, there are, there are a lot of hypothesis about you know you know what you say from 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 the farm to the table mm-hmm. so that you know that loop we we, we suspect that there probably are, there has been a a huge transition that is exposing us to a bit more you know many more cancer causing chemicals than previously was the case but then we also have the other traditional risk factors that uh, you know generally associated with cancer you are tobacco your alcohol use but yes because there is yes. the induced yes. uh, model right yes. if i smoke three packs of cigarettes a day for 30 years chances of getting lung or throat cancer are very high right true, true. but then you've got people um, then you've got the cancer where people have taken care of themselves so well their whole lives and they still like my my mum was very healthy yes. up to 3 4 years ago uh, and didn't smoke didn't i mean she drank but it wasn't like she wasn't you know excessively um, so, so, so you can you can induce cancer in yourself because of your lifestyle, right? Uh, you're talking about um, lifestyle changes, i.e., the food you eat, the amount of alcohol you drink, the amount of tobacco you inhale, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, <clears throat> we are all about proactivity and learning here on 98.4 Capital FM. Whether we like it or not, every day is a learning day. The five most common cancers are breast, lung, colon, rectum and prostate cancers. We are in studio with Dr. Alfred Karagu of the National Cancer Institute of Kenya doing important, important things for the pre- prevalence of ca- uh, cancer in Kenya. We'll be right back after this. 98.4 Capital FM Your best mix of music Don't be scared Don't be stressed Don't uh, block us out Cancer is a thing We've encountered it I'm sure you have as well Everyone You, you said Rates uh, in the world Have doubled Yes, over the past 20, 30 years, they have doubled. Cancer rates have doubled. That's lifestyle, that's uh, diet, um, and so many other things. Now, we we do have the expert here in studio with us, Dr. Caragua. So tell me, what exactly is it that you do in your day-to-day work? Thank you. That's a great question. Um, So the National Cancer Institute is actually a government body, the government agency. Uh, So what we do... We, f- I would say the the biggest component of what we do is awareness creation, because we realize that that's a starting point. You know, people being aware of uh, what cancer is, how they can prevent themselves from cancer, and but more importantly, where services are available. Because in this country, there's quite a bit of capacity for people to be able to either uh, detect if they have cancer, or if have, if they have been taken to have cancer, for them to be able to access, you know, mm. various form, form, forms mm. of treatment. So it's, it's hugely important for but people, first of all, to have that understanding. We say that, uh, uh, Doctor, but um, with all due respect, yes. Dr. Karagu, yes. National Cancer Institute of Kenya, what are you doing in, 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 um, in public hospitals? Because yeah. I have a friend who would come, he was my trainer, and he would come and he'd always be sick and he'd always be losing weight, but he'd have more energy than me. And he'd be like, no, 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 homa to Nikonahoma. And I said, have you been to the doctor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've given me some vitamins and some Panadol. 
it was cancer. Yeah, uh, just to add to what Davina is saying, you know, if you remove the the private hospitals from the sort of the MP Shahs, the Nairobi hospitals, Aga Khan, um, and a few others, Nairobi West, all that as well. I know Mombasa's got a uh, quite an, um, quite an advanced modern uh, treatment center as well. If if I'm a re- regular Kenyan without insurance, um, because I am certain that many people just say, I'll just live with it until I die. Mm. Because A, they're afraid. There's two reasons. One, they're afraid to know, right? And number two, they know that they can't afford the treatment. So we have to improve. And I know that you guys are doing the work behind it. But we have to improve, like Davina's trainer. Um, we're very fortunate. My mom had the best care at Aga Khan during her cancer treatment. Davina's mom, same, right? But we, we our parents are insured. What is the average? I mean, this is, you know, <laughs> the percentage of people in the of the population that has cancer if you take that and then you 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 take the same demographic of those that have and those that have not it's exactly the same um equation right that the the mass amount is in the poorer part of the population cancer doesn't discriminate true yeah so how do we what are we doing um what i want to say first of all is that uh this this um there has been a, a bit of growth quite a bit of growth in terms of capacity across the public sector when I started off like about five, six years ago, we only had uh, proper you know, treatment services, for instance, at Kenyatta National Hospital. Right now, we have a spread in terms of uh, one of the commonest challenges in terms of treatment has been radiotherapy. So because that was only available in the private sector. So there has been progressive growth in terms of access to radiotherapy. Right now, you are able to access, in addition to Kenyatta National Hospital, you are able to access this at Moi Teaching and Referral Hospital. That's wonderful. Kenya, Kenyatta University, the new Kenyatta University Teaching and Referral Hospital. And now we have progressed to some of the regional hospitals. That's amazing. You, you said Mombasa. Mombasa actually have a, a new radiotherapy center. Garissa have a new radiotherapy wow. center. Nakuru has a new radiotherapy center. Uh, the, probably I would step back and talk about uh, some of the modalities of treatment. You know, we know radiotherapy, we know chemotherapy, we know, you know, uh, some cancers will require surgical treatment. So in addition to, so part of the building capacity that has been created progressively, upwards, uh, about 10 of our county referral hospitals are actually able to provide chemotherapy. So in this country, you do not have to travel to Nairobi to come for chemotherapy. You can get it in places like Meru, you can get it in That's places like... That's actually yeah. so, so, really so, so, encouraging. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so they spread. Yeah. But I think the more important point is what you raise about your trainer who was being treated, you know, for all these for calls and all these sorts of sort of things. That worries. And that's part of the capacity building that we have been creating. Because we have realized that there's a component of, uh, you know, knowledge and skills that has been lacking for many years within our public health sector. So people, uh, you'll have... Uh, patients who have colon cancer but have been treated for amoebiasis and all sorts of things for many years. So that's the kind of narrative you're trying to change so that our healthcare workers begin to appreciate that among many other possible diagnoses, cancer is one of them. I, I, and before, I know we're going to go into sports now. When we come back, let's talk a little about the stigma because, you know, as an NCD, I believe it falls yes. in the category of an NCD, right? Yes, it is. Um, we are still afraid. I'm, I'm mm. fairly certain my mom was aware whether she didn't want to be a burden or she just didn't want to admit that she had it. There's a stigma behind it, right? And this is a yes. highly educated, sophisticated woman who is saying, I'm not going to tell anyone that I have cancer. 
even doctors fear you. So I think it's that, that's a, it's widespread. Okay, actually. we'll come back and talk stigma in just a few minutes as well. It's not often we say, and surely if you're just tuning in and we say we're talking all things cancer this morning, (laughs) you'd probably be like, cool, I'm going to switch to something else. Uh, But it's a conversation we have to have. It's a conversation we need to. I always, I do a lot of work with uh, young addicts and uh, young people with mental health conditions. And I always say, have those conversations at the dinner table. Have conversations about addiction, about mental health. Have conversations about cancer. At the dinner table. I know it doesn't sound great. Check I'm out your lumps. What I'm trying to say is yeah. is normalize that. I'm not saying physically at a dinner table, but <laughs> normalize the conversation. Kids to parents, parents to kids. I took my mum to the to get an MRI at MP Shot Village Market on a whim, uh, only to find out she was three to five years along in her cancer journey and no one knew. Hey. Um, and that's a stigma thing. Why didn't she say anything? The doctor said she would have seen a wound on her left breast for... That thing didn't appear yesterday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and there's, there's a genuine fear to talk about it. It is an NCD, meaning a non-communicable disease. You can't get this from kissing somebody or, or doing something improper. You know what I mean? This comes because it just comes. It's not, there's no stick. There should be no stigma around it. It's really a luck of the draw thing. I mean, we know you can induce cancer with certain behavior, but it's really a luck of the draw thing. You're, you know, you'll get it or you won't. So Dr. Karagu, as CEO of National Cancer Institute of Kenya, what would you say, uh, what are you seeing in terms of uh, denial and uh, disbelief around cancer in Kenya? I think the numbers actually speak for themselves. Well, when you, you look at something like um, the population uptake of screening, cervical cancer screening, for, in, for instance, only about 15 Maximum 20% of women have ever gone even once for screening. Uh, what's the percentage, sorry? 15, 15. Oh God, 15%. I, I thought you said 50. I was like, that's yes. not bad. 50. It's, it's even worse for men. Probably about less than 10% who go out for screening. You know, so, and yet when you, you know, do the same surveys and find and try to establish if they are aware about uh, cancer or if they know somebody who, have, who has succumbed from cancer or who has cancer, the level of awareness is quite high. So we see that gap, that knowledge and then to action gap is, I think, one of the biggest challenges that, we, that we're facing. The similar thing for, for vaccination. Uh, you know, cervical cancer can be prevented by, by young girls getting the HPV vaccine. Mm-hmm. This vaccine is available in the public, in all our you know, immunizing facilities. I will have you know that only, uh, only uh, you require two doses. So the, the proportion of girls who have accessed, who have gone out for the first dose is just about 50%, 50-52%. Pr- the percentage of girls who have completed the second dose is less than 40, is about 30-something percent, less than 40%. But why are we is so it free? Yes, yes. Is it free? It is free. But it is why, free. why, why free. were we so concerned yes. about COVID, right? Like <laughs> everyone got their vaccination. Everyone's getting a booster. Why, why, was, why is there more concern about COVID that probably won't kill you? Yeah, yes, so I think it, it, it probably stems from, the, from how, just how cancer presents. Because cancer is this indolent, this silent, you know, disease that by the time, I, I think that's, that, and that, that's probably something that people need to know. That you could be having cancer and you feel completely nothing. Mm. There are no symptoms, there are no signs. And for us, even when, when, when you are uh, t- uh, doing cancer control work, we... We, we speak about by the time the symptoms and signs are coming up, it's probably too late. So that, that's that's probably part of the 
conversation that people need to so, be aware so of. So you're saying screening is key. Screening is compl- is extremely important. And 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 most, I mean, I I'm in, I have cover uh, medical cover that I I pay for myself. Um, because we obviously have cancer in the family. But also, I get a message every year <laughs> for the, since I turned 45, I think, which is three years, yes. four years mm. now. Uh, please come for a prostate exam, and I still haven't done it because I, and I'm not afraid of the results. I'm really not. I just, it's, it's not, it's not a, la- it's, it's more of a laziness. Like, oh God, you know, I got to go and do this thing, you know. I mean, I, I don't, look, I mean, it's, you got a 50-50 shot of the results, right? So you're either going to have it or you're not, right? Mm. Uh, but you're saying early detection is key because what the doctor told us is if, if we had discovered it five or six years before we did in my mum, yes. she would still be around today. So Most I mean, likely, yes, yes. Because, yes. yeah, like like your your mum, mm. uh, it was early detection, right? It was indeed. So, uh, Dr. Karagu, what is the National Cancer Institute of Kenya doing in terms of screening and awareness, please? So we are working very close. We are, we are working through other people. So we're working with uh, our health facilities at the national level, at the county level. We are spreading this even across government sectors. We have an initiative with different government agencies so that we also use workplace as part of you know, awareness creation. Oh. We, are, we have awareness materials that we, you know, we have even generated using different vernacular languages as part of awareness creation. We are working with the, the media council to try and also leverage on various media platforms. So we are trying to, you know, to, to build, to, to have a broad-based awareness creation. And now, most specifically, we uh, we want to start this year in a different way. So we have uh, what you're calling the National Cancer Summit. Wow. The National Cancer Summit is uh, a three-day engagement where we are bringing on board all stakeholders. We are bringing on board experts. We are bringing on board uh, patient survivor groups. Uh, you know, people from the academia, people, general public, because it's open to the, to the general public, so that we can have similar conversations like the ones we had here. We get to understand. What are we doing? What can we do? What can we do different, differently, for us to change this narrative so that we see more of our people coming out for screening? We see more of our cancers being detected early. We see, so that we can have more of our county governments investing either in you know in um, health workforce, in uh, building the capacity of their health facilities. So that's that's that's, that's the whole e- essence of having this national cancer summit. It's happening at the Safari Park Hotel from the second to the third. So it's a, actually a two-day. Uh, a t- two-day discussion event. But then on the following day, on the 4th, will be a culmination because the 4th of February is actually the World Cancer Day. Globally, mm-hmm. you know, people come together to just talk about cancer and remember those who have, you know, succumbed to cancer and ask themselves, what can we do about cancer? So on the 4th, we'll, we're going to have, um, you know, uh, an event, an outdoor event at the Kasarani Primary School. But on the two days that conversations will be happening at uh, Safari Park Hotel, at the, Safa- at the Kasarani Primary School grounds, screening will be happening. So between the second and the fourth, there will be on, on continuous screening, continuous health education. Free? Yes. Free, Free screening. But, Free I do, screening. but, yes. but I do see a lot yes. of, and this is great, and I'm sure yes. you guys, yes. you as, as, the, as the institute are yes. behind it. Yes. I do see, and I'm, I'm seeing more, a lot of free screening at certain events, whether yes. it's a marathon or it's uh, something happening at KICC. So you guys are obviously pushing the agenda of screening because yes. early detection will also takes the strain off the healthcare system as that, well, right? That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah? That's true. Yes, yes. Mm. That's amazing. I lo- first of all, I love free stuff. <laughs> but when uh, free stuff can, can help save lives, I think that's amazing. Please, um, please count. I, I think we should go. Should we go? It's, yes. it's, it's, it's not a scary day, no, right? It's, it's a celebration. It's a fun, it's a fun yes. Okay. There, yes, there's, there'll be, you know, people, there'll be entertainment. So we're just trying to make we it go. easy. Make it, it easy it for us. Yeah, and scary uh, would be 
five years down the road being told you've had this for five years. That would be scary. Dr. Karagu, um, we are going to tweet those details of that event, but please uh, please revisit us on World Cancer Day as well. Yeah, and happy, um, anything and that we can do, mm. please let us know. And, and sure. thank you for the hard work that you guys are doing to improve the situation and, and saving lives. But but lastly, lastly, I have three boys in front of me. Okay, three boys. I have Baridi, I have Abu, Digital Mastermind, and I have the CEO of the National Cancer Institute of Kenya. By a show of hands, which of you have had your male parts checked for cancer? Wow, two out of three. You can guess who the third one is, who hasn't had his checks. Farid Kimani, we're going no, for the free screening. I'm fully aware. I, don't even, I can't remember like a witty comeback for that. I'm fully aware. Thank Thanks you so, so much, much Dr. Karabu. <laughs> Thank you for having me. 98.4 Capital FM.